Thanks, Paul, for the introduction. I, as, as Paul said, we, I come from Syria, uh, and we're primarily a broad church organisation representing the construction industry. So my background is with regards to water management. Uh, the Syrian network, uh, of which has been managed now by Ben, if he's around, you're on a wave. There he is, right at the back, hiding. Uh, but he, he will gladly talk to you about, about the network. But I'm primarily here to talk about work we did on retrofitting surface water. The idea is that in the past we tend to look at water management, particularly surface water, as being a challenge. And what I'd like to do is try and spin that around and think about the opportunities for embracing that within our urban design and also within our, our water management. So this is really looking at a project that we've done looking at which retrofitting uh, surface water uh, management systems. But for the first time, it's really a, a move that Syria has taken to embrace urban designers and landscape architects a little bit more fully as we take things forward. So the overview is we'll be looking at what some of the challenges are while we're, while we're bothering, uh, looking at opportunities and approaches to retrofitting, and looking at how other people have unlocked those opportunities, both over, over in the States and over in the over in, in UK, and particularly in London, and also just trying to briefly map out what's going on in terms of in terms of support. So the challenge is it's been a pretty bad year for summer. Uh, it's been a pretty bad year in terms of water availability. We've either had too much or we've had had too little. I think there are talks of us having a, a damn drought. But there's about four million uh, houses in the UK uh, at risk of surface water flooding and we actually have lower water availability per head than places like Istanbul and Melbourne. So water availability and climate change is an issue. We also have uh, a challenge with regards to the surface water runoff in terms of diffuse water quality, uh, in terms of picking up the pollutants that are on our roads and hard standings and also in many of our cities we have a combined sewer uh, system which takes both our surface water and also our south sewer and when they become uh, exceeded in periods of extreme rainfall, they often will design to discharge that water into the Thames. So when you hear talks about the, the Thames super sewer, that's to deal with those issues. And what we've tried to explore in here, this project, is really other ways of going around that rather than, than grey infrastructure. Urbanisation, I don't need to tell you what's going on there. More people mean more houses, more houses mean more hard standing, and that again increases uh, runoff, but also increases the amount of water that we require as well. So there's a little bit of a vicious circle going on there. Urban design, this is where I was dragged up. It's Edmonton. It's not the best place to be uh, going shopping. It's pretty dark, pretty bleak, not much green infrastructure there. So I think there's opportunities that we can do in terms of when we're looking at water management to make that a better place. Aging infrastructure, and most of it's in the ground. So when we're thinking about climate change and adaptation, it's difficult and not very sustainable to keep on improving uh, the underground infrastructure that we've got. And then the favourite, politics and economics. We've got David Cameron just gone on Twitter, uh, and they're all talking about ways to take forward the economy. At the moment, there's not an awful lot of money to do much, and what's happening is that's all been devolved towards local authorities. So local authorities are looking to actually take things forward, but still they keep on churning out direction statements on the use of green infrastructure and better ways with water management. So those are just some of the challenges, but it's not all bleak. These are some of the opportunities for retrofitting that are already happening 
in the UK. So we've got the Rain Garden in Islington, uh, which is probably one of the most famous suds uh, features in, in the UK. We have work in Blackpool, uh, generally in terms of looking at landscaping to improve the attractiveness of that, but under there there is a, a drainage system that provides some element of attenuation and also some treatment. On the bottom left we have what's going on in Dings and Bristol, which is the development of a home zone, and that there is a permeable paving, and that was because they had issues with regards to exceedance. The approach they could have taken was to pull a pipe in, but they decided that they would actually look at opportunities to improve the street scene, reduce the amount of cars going through, and Sostrans, who I'll talk about a little bit later, worked with the council to look at installing permeable paving. Not the best scheme I've seen, there's not an awful lot of vegetation there, but again it's a move towards taking sustainable drainage. And on the bottom right it's a fairly heavily engineered approach to managing uh, surface water runoff on a highway, and that's basically a, a, a a ditch, if you like, with some gravel underneath filtering some of that water. So those are some of the things that are happening. Some are better than others. And this is really the general process in terms of looking at, at retrofitting. It's a fairly straightforward diagram for something that's quite complex. And the idea is that there's an opportunity to start off thinking about the issue, looking at what can be done, and then develop options, but also going back looking at what the bigger opportunities are and the costs and benefits are. The idea is that whilst it's cyclical, you can dip in and dip out, and it's very consistent with the general approach to what's going on with regards to general surface water management, and also the idea is that it's also to engage urban designers and landscape architects in that process as they go along. Generally speaking, there's two, two approaches to retrofitting. There's the opportunistic, one which has been called nibbling because what's happening here is small opportunities are being taken. So if people are looking at different surfaces for roads and footways and what have you, they're looking at opportunities to improve the permeability of that ground. So the Ashbury Grove Rain Garden would be a good example of an opportunistic approach, nibbling that. On its own, that's not going to make a huge impact. But if enough of them go in the ground, it will do. So, and on the right is a more strategic approach where they're thinking about the bigger picture. This is taken from Malmo, and they have issues, or previously had issues, with combined sewer overflows and the quality of their watercourses, and also the impact that they were having with regards to basement flooding. So across Malmo, uh, there's an eco-city called Augustenborg, and I'm sure some of you have seen it with regards to what they've done for green roofs, and also they put in a number of drainage schemes, and this is in a, in a school. Uh, and around the school surroundings are also other opportunities to uh, drain more sustainably. So what have we tried to do in terms of look at the urban design concepts, hopefully these won't be too uh, unfamiliar to you, uh, is based on some of the work that's going on in the urban design compendium, is looking at the context, what are the opportunities and constraints, what can be done, whether infiltration into the ground is a problem, uh, is access a problem, I'm trying to think of all those bigger issues, and the whole concept is designing for people in terms of making sure it's a nice place, to ensure it, the space is being used. The idea is to make, make an attractive space, and also if that's an attractive space, there'll be opportunities there for different uses and for there to be some element of ownership and empowerment and people will want to look after that area. There's also the issue about improving the connections, whether it be ecology or, or the or flow of water. 
And there's also the whole thing about understanding what's already there in terms of the grey infrastructure that's in the ground. Where is the water flowing to? What's the topography like and stuff like that? So, and good places are never, never finished. I, I did challenge the, the author when he wrote that, whether that was an opportunity to get more funds uh, in terms of the projects he's doing. But he keeps on telling me it's about adaptation and keeping wanting to improve areas through that nibbling and opportunistic approach. So in the top right, right again is what they've done in Malmo uh, to retrofit uh, some drainage ditches and also what they're doing in Portland. So we tend to be, at the moment, we tend to be going elsewhere for inspiration and, and Malmo is very big on that inspiration and also parts of, uh, of America in terms of Seattle, Chicago, Washington and, and Philadelphia.